0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's 7.30, folks. Uh, it is 7.30. We are back on this call, and we thank God for it. Uh, we are going to continue in our book, Pigs in the Parlor, a Practical Guide to Deliverance by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond. We're using that as a backdrop to our study of deliverance. Let's pray. Father, we just bless your name and we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We exalt you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will move by your spirit in the midst of our call and cause your spirit, O God, to be the teacher. Let our ears be pricked, our spirits to be in tune with your spirit, that we might glean all that we need to have to live a productive and powerful life in God. Thank you, Father, for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We renounce everything, O God, that our that is unlike you, and we claim the victory and the promises of God in our lives, that we might again walk according to your will in your way, that others might see what you're doing in our lives and bring glory to your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. We're picking up on page 118 in the book, Pigs in the Parlor, A Practical Guide to Deliverance. Uh, On page 118, again, we're continuing in this area, the pre-ministry conference and it's important to have this pre-ministry conference because it says here the purpose the purpose of this conference it says here purpose of this conference is to detect the presence of the spirits and uncover their nature so again this is a diagnostics uh of what's going on in this particular person it says the demons come through Open doors into our lives. So, this is what again is going to be opened to us when it comes to us starting to go through this particular, uh, uh, what they call pre ministry conference. The object of this conference is to determine when and how such doors are open. And, and we're going to get into that a little bit because you'll find out that there are some things that we expose folks to, and particularly our children. We expose them to some things and then not realize that not only did we expose them to something in the natural, but we expose them to something in the spirit. When you write down, and it says someone is supposed to be taking notes, it says here you want to get down their name, their address, and the date of this ministry, what took place, and it says three things are going to happen when you do this. when you do this you're going to talk about proceeding in, a, in an order orderly fashion so in this particular deliverance ministry, you want to make sure that it goes in an orderly fashion. Number two it says. It will help him to understand what demons were dealt with. So you're documenting uh, as you deal with these particular demons. Then it says know exactly what he must do to guard against. So that's, again, in number two. When it comes to why are you writing down all of this information, you need to document it. And, And the third reason is very, very important. Because that's the way you can do follow-up. Again, I've dealt with so many different marriages, and when I deal with marriages, I'm always taking notes. Why? Because I know how to pray. Uh, If I go back to it and the Lord lays their name on my heart, I can go back to my notes and begin to pray. And when I follow up with them, I go back to where we were, what we decided at that point. So follow-up ministry is very, very important. And then when the team ministry uh, ministers, to the source of the problem, it is not possible to remember all of the information. So, again, you're using this note-taking when you're serious about it. Again, if you want to follow up with this person, when, you're, when your ministry is legitimate, guess what? Go to the hospital and you'll find out, or go to the psychiatrist, you'll find out what you dealt with is no longer there. And And if you call me back... Six months from now, a year from now, and I have my notes, guess what? I can better deal with what we dealt with. Now, very important, recalling the experiences. Have that person, when you're taking down these notes, to recall experiences and attitudes in the earlier life that would have opened the doors for these demons to enter. So when you're talking to this person, guess what? You are going to start to uncover what that person is dealing with and what they have dealt with in the past. You remember as a child you used to get angry for no reason. You remember when you were, uh, as a child, you were playing with the little boys and the little boys would do certain things to you and it didn't bother you like it bothered the other girls. You laughed at the other girls because how it affected them, but now that you look back you say, wow, that should have affected me the same way. You start to recall these things or this person starts to recall these things in the midst of this conference, okay? It says here, operate by an ethical rules. Satan does not operate by any ethical rules and has no, here it is, watch watch this. It says he has no compunctions about taking advantage of a childhood circumstance. Watch this. I like this. It says in fact in fact he will seek to set up circumstances through which he can work, watch, he can work or enter. So sometimes it's just the influence Then at other times, he's seeking to find a home. This particular demon is seeking to find a home. So, again, he does not draw any when it comes to dealing with children. And this is the thing where I say a lot of times, folks, instead of getting mad at people, get mad at demons because demons will literally enter children. Now, during this conference, watch this. This is what's going to be revealed. Things as rejection, insecurity, loneliness, inferiority, resentment, rebellion, fears, hatred self pity, fantasies, and that that one right there fantasies again, you gotta listen to folks when they talk, and when they talk in that fantasy and it is derogatory. It is nasty, it's perverted, and they talk in those fantasy uh, areas. You've got, listen, your antenna's got to go up, and, and your discernment should be pricked, jealousy, lying. The candidate may insist that some of these things are no longer real. They're no longer real problems in his life. This may will be true. But however, and I love this portion right here, it says multiplied experiences are proving that once the door was open for a certain type of demon to enter – It remains until it has been cast out. Now, you'll find out that when you're dealing with particular demons, they stay dormant. This person doesn't act the same way for a period of time. All of a sudden, you see that same character come up. Guess what? Either they need to identify or you need to identify that, guess what? That demon is still there. That demon is still influencing. Yes, it got quiet for a while. It's just like a, a man in a foxhole, and he's firing at the enemy, and the enemy knows that there's a, 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 a person in the foxhole right over there shooting at me. Well, guess what? Sometimes he'll stop shooting for a while. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Why? Sometimes he's doing that to reload. No, no, no. He was shooting there for a moment, and now he's reloading. And when he reloads, then he's going to come back at you again. So when you see that same character, you better understand, or someone around you that wants to help you, got to understand that guess what? That particular person is still dealing with that same demon. Okay? It says, for certain types of demons to enter, it remains until it has been cast out. It says here, after one has become a Christian, and develops spiritual uh, develops in spiritual life. He begins to he gains strength over the influences, and this is why I deal with folks. Sometimes it's not; it may not be the indwelling of of a, a demon, but it's the influence of a demon. It's the whispering of a demon, and wh- how it remains, I don't know how it remains if if it's not if it's not dwelling in you, but if it's influencing you and you're still doing some of the same negative things, then you've got to identify that, guess what, somehow it's in my presence. And that's where you've got to get angry. That's where you've got to say, you know what, I know the goal of the demon, and the goal of the demon is to catch the person at a weak moment. When he, watch this, where he can regain control, once he has been cast out, once he started being dealt with, then he's trying to regain control, all right? Drop down to the bottom portion of uh, page 119. It says there, there are a few things that will prevent a person from receiving deliverance. And these are things that we've got to be aware of as deliverance ministers if God is leading you in that way. And those who have any unforgiveness is the first one. Unforgiveness towards others is the first one. Unforgiveness towards anyone else, whether they're dead or alive, you've got to, listen, search your mind. How come it's not leaving me? Lord, is there anyone? That's why I say rededication is all the time. I'm always seeking to do better for God. I'm always seeking to be more under his control, under the spirit of the Holy Spirit, under the control of the Holy Spirit. So if there's anything in me that hinders that, guess what? I'm looking to get rid of it. The Bible talks in Matthew. It talks here in the book about the Bible in Matthew eighteen twenty-one. 1821 through 35, and again, there it talks about the uh, man who had released someone who was in debt to him, and then this same person who was released from the debt went out and found someone who was indebted to him and again pressed upon this person to pay. And once the first person who released him found out about it then guess what he released him to be delivered unto the tormentors now you got to understand this is the demon's job is to torment you anything that comes up in your life as a torment you better understand that it's not coming from God if it's if it's present and it's tormenting you It is not coming from God. Now, God can release you because you will not open your eyes. You will not listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. He can release you to be tormented. However, he never, this is what the Bible says, he never tempts you with evil. He can't, that's not his job. Even when you dealt with Job, what did he do? He released Job. From the covering that he had, that the enemy may again have his way with him, but he still had boundaries. Thank God for that. He had boundaries that he would not let the demons, he would not let the devil uh, cross those particular boundaries. It says, God has forgiven us, we must forgive others. The Penalty for failure to forgive is to be what? Delivered to the tormentors, the demon spirits. This can be easily cleared up if the person will pray, I love it, will pray a prayer of forgiveness. So the first thing is going to be forgiveness. Flip over to page 120. Flip over to page 120. Top of page 120 is number two, involvement in Occult Practices. Now, again, I love the book. The book is, again, breaking things down in a very, in a, in a short, short uh, manner. But when it comes to occult practices, that's something you've got to study because there could be items. Listen, idol gods come in forms of idols. What are idols? Wooden statues, wooden paraphernalia, marble statues of Confucius or some other kind of Quote unquote God, and you've got it in your home. When you have occult practices, it hinders ministry. Any contact with the occult realm, no matter how slight should not be taken lightly. So, again, if you've got this item in your home and you realize, hold on a second, and this is what I love about this book. When, when they realized that there was something stopping them from getting their deliver, deliverance, they began to investigate. When you investigate, you've got to understand, once i realize realized, okay, this is the reason why, guess what? I'm renouncing it. God, forgive me. Ask God to forgive you in the name of Jesus. I didn't realize I was I had this item in my home. I didn't realize I was dependent upon this. I'm I've, I've got a horseshoe or, or I've got a four leaf clover clover that I've had for years, or I've got a wishbone or things of that nature. Listen, you're not. That's not God. Nowhere in the Bible talks about having a horseshoe for good luck. Um, um co-pastor, I was thinking the other day, co-pastor was doing an example in the church, and she opened the umbrella, and she put the umbrella over her head. Back in the day, good God Almighty, you don't put no umbrella over your head in the house. It is bad luck. You don't break no mirrors. You don't walk under a ladder. Make sure you have some garlic and put the garlic around. Uh Uh-uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not in the Word of God. You've got to renounce any occult practices. And look at what it says. The first, that, that paragraph up there at the top, it says, the same is true for involvement in any form of what? Religious, cult, or false religions. And God willing, we're going to get into false religions. That's going to be our next book. We're going to start to dissect all of these false religions so we can be aware. As you do ministry, as you do warfare, as you do deliverance, you've got to be aware of what, you're, what is the foundation of what these folks believe. Another thing that will hinder it, abortion. And I'm not going to talk a lot about it. Confess that sin as murder. Receive forgiveness from God. And if a man, if you were a man uh, uh, involved with a woman and you gave them advice to have an abortion, listen, you need to ask for forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. Father, forgive me. And some folks didn't know that. That word of knowledge is what you need. That word of knowledge, God, please help me, because I still feel bound in this area. I still feel stymied. I'm not growing the way I'm supposed to grow. I'm looking to do things like you said I could do it in the word of God. And if I'm not able to do it, listen, investigate. Find out what's going on. Number four, unconfessed adultery will block ministry. It is said that the offense must be confessed to the one, it said that it should be confessed to the one the sin was against, as a husband confessing his unfaithfulness to his wife, and vice versa. My own experience, and this is what uh, uh, the writer is writing here at the bottom paragraph on page 120. He says, My own experience has shown that this is not a fixed requirement to deliverance, since demons of lust and adultery have been cast out of a person who have not confessed. They have not confessed to their mates, okay? So it says here, sin of whatever sort must be confessed to God before deliverance. And this is when you start to deal with a person and it's not for show. See, when it's a game and you're just trying to, you know, seem super spiritual, Uh, and you're going to lay hands on a person, and a person is not renouncing the sin. They're not asking God for forgiveness. Listen, you want to see God move. Have a person that's willing to say, listen, I've done this. I'm sorry. God, please forgive me. And then in the name of Jesus, we can deal with them demons. It says here, it says, sin, whatever sort, has got to be confessed before God before deliverance can take place it is my personal conviction that one should be completely open to confess adultery to his or her spouse as the lord directs once one's mate may not be prepared to hear such confession wisdom is needed i love it thank you god Wisdom is needed before you go dropping the bomb on somebody and go to find out they're not mentally, they're not spiritually, they're not ready to hear that information. Give no place to the devil. Failure to confess or by untimely confession. So don't give him any place by failing to confess if you you get that understanding from God this person can handle it or by untimely confession. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. The Holy Spirit is so good to me. I started an old practice, and the Holy Spirit reminded me that I don't have to hold that phone. I can put it on my holder. All right. Top of page uh, 121. Top of page 121. It says, it says, deliverance prayer now this is very very powerful because the candidate should also be praying and then at the in the middle of this page it gives us a prayer now the thing i love about this prayer is the blood of jesus in the name of jesus and renouncing in the blood of jesus and the blood of jesus and forgiveness and then claiming the promises and then call on the name of the lord they shall be delivered, and the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then renew over and over again, again, very, very brief, but very concise, to the point. See, <coughs> excuse me, some folks get real, real wordy with their prayer, but you want to take on the mentality of not the TV evangelist. Cindy Trim has a very powerful prayer, and I love to listen to the prayer. I would love to be able to accomplish all that she says in that prayer in about 20 words. And that can be done when you pray according to the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying that her prayer is not led by the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that your wordy prayer is not led by the Holy Spirit. What I am saying is the Bible says when you pray, don't stand on the corner with a whole lot of words like the folks that act like they're religious do. When you pray, pray a very short prayer. I'm going to time it real quick. I've timed it before um, And I'm going to time it now. Listen to this. I'm going to pray the whole prayer. Stop, watch, start. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Twenty-two Seconds. Twenty-two seconds. But the Bible says this is a powerful prayer. He says, "When you pray, pray like this." Now, listen to this. This is a prayer that was written by uh, Derek Prince. It says, "Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sin, and I and rose from the dead. I re, you redeemed me by your blood." And I belong to you. Can you see how this is shifting in a very powerful way in the relationship with God? And I want to live for you. Listen to that commitment. So when you develop your prayer, if God does not give you one, use the Lord's prayer. Use this prayer as a blueprint. Okay? Watch this. It says here, uh, I want to live for you. I confess all my sins, known and unknown. I'm sorry for them all. I I like this. I renounce them all. I don't want to have anything else to do with them. I'm sorry I ever came in contact with them. Some folk, they, they celebrate their old sin. They get happy when they talk about their old sin. And some of them, they say they're Christians, and they talk about their old sin, and they're still happy. How are you going to get free from the influence of the enemy, and you still celebrating an old sin? I'm sorry for them all. I renounce them. I forgive, I forgive all others as I want you to forgive me. You hear the Lord's prayer in there. Forgive me now and cleanse me with your blood. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses me now from all sin. And I come to you now as my deliverer. I know my special needs. The things that binds, that torment, that defiles, the evil spirits, that unclean spirit. I claim the promises of your word. Thank you, God. Whosoever that calleth on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I call upon you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help us, God. Deliver me and set me free. Satan, I renounce. Here it is again. This is the second renouncing. I renounce you and all your works. I loose myself, good God Almighty. Listen, I don't, nowhere else in the book have I seen this kind of prayer. I loose myself from you, talking to Satan. And in the name of Jesus, I am command, and in the name of Jesus, and I command you to leave me right now in Jesus' name, amen. Good God Almighty. Now, you're talking about powerful this is, listen, when you take an inventory, when you confess, when you, again, get it right with folks you need to get it right with, and then you take this prayer and you read this prayer, you better understand something going to happen in your life. Taking authority, top of page 122, taking authority over spiritual powers. Now, you got to understand that Satan has his army, and they are... They have them assigned over nations, cities, churches, and homes, and even individuals. Uh, when it says homes, you, you may want to add in their families. When it's assigned to a particular home or region, many times that's what you'll find out. That kind of spirit is known in that particular region, but as individuals and sometimes as families, the family dealt with that evil spirit, and when you deal with it, you're going to have to deal with it on that level. Take authority over all higher powers that have authority over the demons indwelling, the ones being set free, take authority over the higher powers, over those demons indwelling, the one that's being set free. You take authority over them. Bind all these higher powers. I speak it. That's what you have to say. I bind off these higher, pow- these higher powers from interfering in any way with this ministry. What does it say there? Matthew chapter 2 verse uh, 29. It says, or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? So, when you do it, you got to do it in knowledge. When you, when you do warfare, listen, if you just hollering because that's what Pastor holler, when he holler that, then things happen. And so I'm going to holler that. No, you got to understand. He says, even in our praise, you have got to have understanding. In our praise, you've got to have understanding. In our worship, you've got to have understanding. In your deliverance ministry, listen, when the demons start messing with your child, you want to be able to minister to your child, but you want to know what you're talking about. So you bind that strong man. Command all indwelling spirits to unlink themselves from one another. Now, again, take it from somebody that's been in ministry. This guy says, guess what, I've seen it and I've watched it, and he says that they link up, the, the demon spirits link up to, together. Forbid them to lend help or encouragement to one another in any way. I block the communication between the demons and the demonic assigned to this person in the name of jesus i block i wrote that one down i block the communication between them in the name of jesus when you listen to cindy trim's uh uh prayer you'll see she deals in that area she deals with it like that i to to foil the plans to block those plans i destroy the plan the 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 demonic connection i come against it in the name of jesus the next heading, it says, command the demons to go. you got authority, and you got to say, demon, you've got to go. As one of the ministers begins to command, it says the other ones in the room should be engaging, in, and this is what we do when we go into prayer. I'm encouraging the church constantly, please come to prayer meeting. We're only having it once a, once a month. Please come to prayer meeting. Why? Because you're dealing with some things that need to be dealt with. And when we get folks together who, again, are on one accord in knowledge, we can watch. You're going to see deliverance happen in prayer meeting, and nobody laid hands on you. You laid hands on yourself. You're going to see that, again, the presence of God is moving in that room where two or three, I thank God for that because he knows folks are going to be disobedient. He knows folks are going to not have the the zeal when it comes to the things of god they're not going to be charged in their spirit to do the things that they need to do he said if two or three of you get together i'm going to be there in the midst and if we're there together listen it says one person's praying one person is praising one person is singing another person is reading scripture and this is done, watch what he says. He says, this is done in a subdued voice. This is not somebody. You don't have to yell at the demon. The demon knows who you are. When you listen, when you've got the anointing of God in your life, the demon knows who you are. And they're going to listen to you. So in a very subdued voice, I'm just over there reading. I'm, I'm not engaged. I, I may not even be listening. I'm filling the atmosphere with the spiritual bombardment of the things of God. What is that? He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And if God leads me to start to pray silent, quietly or silently, if he begins a song in me. No, no, no. You're not singing, oh, the blood oh Jesus. And now, listen, you'd be more of a disruption than anything else. When this person is dealing with deliverance, there's other people in the room, but they're engaging as the Spirit directs them. Not in a loud voice, but in a subdued voice. It is the authority of the name of Jesus. Demons, watch this. Demons, I command you to go now in the name of Jesus. The one being delivered should cooperate in the following ways. Go to the top of page 123. Top of page 123. This person, watch this. This person should refrain. See, sometimes if you're not aware, this person starts to praise or they start to pray or they start to speak in tongues. Now, listen, they say this is what they're directing us. You, this person needs to leave their mouth idle so that breath can be left free to depart. The, if the evil spirit can depart. No, 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 don't start singing and don't start praising. Leave it there. He says, matter of fact, what you may want to encourage this person to do is to exhale breath forcefully or even to cough, a healthy cough. This is what the person should be doing. Why? Because they found that this is how the spirit is dislodged. Help me, Holy Ghost. That's how the spirit is dislodged. One, two, three. Third paragraph down, it says, keep commanding the demons until they get results. Confidence increases with experience. So you start working on demons. You start, listen, I dare you, in the name of Jesus, creep into the room while they're sound asleep. Call their name. Ah, thank you, God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the demon. ...that possesses my loved one. And in the name of Jesus, I call him out. Listen, the loved one is not in a position to even say, I'm demonically... um, ...I'm demonically indwelled. You've got to use tactics that, again, led by the Holy Spirit. Anoint them and call it out. Demons seem aware of any lack of confidence in the deliverance ministry... As authority of faith grows, demons will respond more rapidly. Now, again, here down at the bottom of this particular page, you'll see that they are starting to deal again with de- de- deliverance. And in the midst of that deliverance, you have got to find out it's not happening And I'm looking for demons to leave. I'm looking for people to start reading scripture. I'm looking for them. I'm looking to start to see a manifestation of the demon that I prayed that would leave. Now I'm starting to see a manifestation of that person walking in the newness of God. When you see that, listen, it may not be over. The person is still dealing with some demons. They're still dealing with the influence. So what must you do? You've got to stay the course. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Go to find out this particular person has St. Christopher's uh, medal that he wore around his neck for good luck and protection. Help me, God. We explain that this was an idol. Watch what you have around. I've seen folks with the Star of David. Where does it say wear the Star of David or wear this particular medal? Matter of fact, I used to wear rosary. Years ago, Father, in the name of Jesus. Please, it never, it didn't hit me before until now. I'm sitting in the middle of the call and it hits me. I used to wear rosary beads. Help me, Holy Ghost. You've got to understand what the symbolic meaning of what you wear and the Thank you, God. The emphasis that you put on it, I wear this ring for good luck, or I wear this for good luck. I wear this because such and so had it, and I believe it has a power. You, If you don't believe it have any power, take it off and stop wearing it even a necklace if you wear my grandfather wore this necklace and I'm wearing it well if you're wearing it for good luck if you're wearing it for protection you better take it off renounce it and recognize that it'll hinder you from being delivered help me God help me God wow so these are the areas that we have got to get into when it comes to deliverance and you've got to understand that if You've got this present in your life. These are the areas that will hinder you from being delivered. When I get, listen, when I get totally delivered, you're talking about the new, walking in the newness of who God said you could be. You will never be totally delivered until you get these things out of your life. What was it? Unforgiveness, out of your life. Adultery, out of your life. You've got to move those things out. Those are blockers. You got to, The unforgiveness has got to be out of your life. Unconfessed adultery, out of your life. And I thought it was another one. That was number one, number two. Involved in occult practices. So all of those things got to get out of your life, all right? So once it's explained to you, see, some folks don't want to admit, listen, when I rosary, what am I wearing rosary beads for? Again, I thought I was being spiritual. I thought back in that day, I thought there was a connection between the Catholic church, the Baptist church. It's just in my own little mind. No no one had to tell me that. You conjure it up. You open the door for evil spirits to come into your life. God, I renounce it in the name of Jesus. I ask that you would forgive me for ever doing it in the name of Jesus. You've got to do it. Amen. Go to the top of page uh twenty-four, one twenty-four. Now, here is another area that causes us, that causes us to again perpetrate as if we are super spiritual by yelling, watch this, yelling the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. If down at the bottom of page one twenty-three it says scripture, songs and references to the blood of Jesus are packed with power. They're packed with power. Some persons do not understand. This is the key. You've got to understand what pleading the blood. See, when that entire congregation, when we sing, oh, my God. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. When you sing that song and you understand the power, let me tell you something. Demons will not be, you're going to see folks, you're going to see folks, uh, weird things happen in the midst. When you get folks on one accord, in one place, on one accord, no matter Oh, hold on. Let me get the whole sentence here. It is not a matter of repeating the words, top of page 124, the blood, over and over. The phrase, I plead the blood, just saying it over and over again. Rather, giving testimony of what the blood does for deliverance. Watch this. And now I'm, I'm just pulling it up. And I go to Google. And I type in, I plead the blood, okay? Scriptures. That's all I'm doing. I'm just punching in. Scriptures. All right. Now, watch this. You can go. Now, this is, again, when you're serious about deliverance you're going to do one you're going to do two things definitely one when you're serious about deliverance you're going to fast you you know you're going to pray but you're going to fast then the second thing you're going to do when you're very serious about about deliverance is you're going to study when you pull up the blood of Jesus it gives you scriptures right watch this now this out of the blue 10 Power scriptures on the blood of Jesus, Monday, September the 1st, 2008. This is what came up. The very first scripture was Leviticus 17, 11, chapter 17, verse 11, and 14. Deuteronomy 12 and 23. This is, listen to this. This is all I want to read. When it comes to you studying, and there's, I'm talking a bunch of scriptures, but this particular one, I'm just reading it off, it's random, okay? It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Good God Almighty. I hope you hear me. And I, watch this, it's in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. For it is the life of the flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. And you know Hebrews 9.22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. First John one and seven, that was Hebrews nine twenty two. Then first John one and seven, it says the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. When we sing over the blood, I'm just saying, just these three scriptures right here come to your mind, and you're knowing that everybody in this room, we're not just singing. Oh, you know something? They sound really good when they sing. They were singing in harmony. Listen, it's not about harmony. It's about warfare. It's about people walking out different. It's about them coming in stained and dirty and walking out clean and cleansed from the inside out. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Watch. When it talks about Leviticus, this is what I say. You're going to fast, and you're going to study. Leviticus 17, 11, and 14, when it talks about the life is in the blood, whose life? The life of Jesus. It's that red blood. It's that red blood. It's that red blood. That red blood means, guess what? It's still got life in it. He said, don't eat the blood. When you eat the meat, don't eat the blood. Why? Because it's got life in it. This blood that we're pleading, you've got to understand, the blood redeems. This is what's bringing us back into a right relationship with God. It redeems us from our dead state into a life state with God. Rather, giving testimony to what the blood does in the believer, for the believer. And this is what happens to us when we know. See, a lot of times we say, the blood, the blood. The blood, because you can yell loud, don't mean you're yelling in knowledge. Don't mean you yelling and understanding. You watch folk and they're just yelling. You have no authority. The police, watch this, the police officer stands in the middle of the street. He does not open his mouth. He puts up his hand, and anybody coming towards him stops. In the middle of the night, with confidence, he can stand out there with his little vest on and his uniform. He has authority, and all the cars coming towards him that could kill him in an instant, stop. He has authority in the name of Jesus. It did not leave. And guess what? The demon did not leave when you pleaded the blood one time. The person was in service. You pleaded the blood one time. It did not leave. You did not study to find out what's going on. You did not conduct a conference to find out what's going on. You did not continue to bombard heaven. You did not fast. And if fasting for that one day from sunup to sundown didn't do it, then guess what? You may need to add some time to it. Good God Almighty. It's the blood. Watch this. It redeems us. What else does it do? It cleanses us. You've got to understand, when you plead the blood, when I plead the blood of Jesus, I'm pleading, that are cleansing. Have, listen, the other day, um, I've told some folks about it. We've got a tree. I don't know why. The tree in front of Mount Enon is the bird's bed. They sleep there overnight. If you're there late in the afternoon, as soon as it starts to get a little dark, you'll see that birds start to flock to this particular tree. Uh, throughout the night, they have to go to the bathroom, and they plop. All over the sidewalk, right there in front of the church. It's only for a certain particular season, and it's the season that we're in right now. Every morning you can come there, and there is bird poop everywhere. I take, thank you, Holy Spirit, I take the high powered hose, put it on the stream, most uh, hardest stream I can get it on, and put it right on the bird poop. And it, I'm talking when it hits it, many times, as soon as it hits it, pow, it's gone. It's moved immediately. When you plead the blood... You've got to know the power, the cleansing power that the blood has. If you say the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, and the demons know all you're doing is saying the blood. The demons know you're not operating in faith. The demons know that you're not operating in knowledge. The demon knows that you don't have the confidence. When you plead the blood, you better understand just like I know that it's unusual for me to be able to hit that bird poop with that high-powered water and it does not move. I'm looking at That is strange. When it holds, when it stands up to the power of that hose and it does not move, I'm wondering what in the world is going on. What kind of bird poop is this? When I plead the blood of Jesus, you've got to plead it with an understanding. You've got to plead it in knowledge. I plead the blood. It cleanses. Watch this. It justifies. Help me, Holy Ghost. It justifies. You've got to understand you're not justified you're not justified in anything else you're not justified in anything else but God you have no you have no right to anything in God without being justified. so you have to be justified in God. this is what what it says here is that the blood justifies the blood the actual cleansing power of the blood of Jesus when he died on the cross justifies us what does that mean it shows us righteous it puts us in a right relationship with how how can you how, what justification do you have the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus it makes us right With God, the act of declaring or making righteous, I have no righteousness of my own. I cannot be righteous, okay? So it's the blood of Jesus. So when we plead it, we plead it in knowledge. We plead it with understanding. Help me, Holy Ghost. Watch this. I love it. All this is in the blood. It redeems us. It cleanses us. It justifies us. It sanctifies us. It sanctifies us. It sets us apart. This blood, listen, you can't go, listen, you cannot go into the holies of holies. When you go into the holies of holies, you better understand you got on the correct garments. The correct garment is a blood-covered garment. I got the blood. There was a gentleman who said it. I laughed at it during that time, but I understand it's so true. It says, if the the devil roams about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, but if he devoured me, he would not like it. He would not want to devour me. Why? Because I would not taste good. Why? Because I'm covered in the blood. If he devoured me, if he tried, I wouldn't taste good. I laughed at it when I first heard it. But once my understanding got open, when God gave me a word of knowledge, I understand. I'm set. I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. The process acquiring sanctification is being made or become holy. I can't go into the holy, the holy without the sanctifying blood of God. That's what the blood does. That's what the blood does. Command those demons. Let me tell you something. Demons do not want to deal with you when you know and understand I'm covered with I'm covered in the blood. The blood of Jesus is alive. The blood of Jesus is powerful. It's still powerful today. The blood of Jesus is the atoning blood. It's the blood of Jesus. Atonement to cover. The demons are defeated by the covering blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this person's life in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over their life. Is that powerful or what? I can't wait. We're getting ready to go into uh, the demon groupings. We're going to move into the demons' groupings, God willing. We're going to move into the demon groupings, and you're going to understand that the bitterness, the rebellion, the strife, all of these things, and, and we're going to break these things down. We're going to try to break it down to a point where you can better understand them. So I'm going to give them to you, but I'm not going to use the exact order that they were given to us in. I'm going to try to break it down in a way that's going to help us to digest them. Why? Because my main thing is not that you, I don't want you taking a test and failing the test. I want you to take the test and pass the test. It's going to be an open book test. So when you get this understanding, you'll start to say, hold on a second. Hmm. The addiction that I'm dealing with, I'm addicted to this thing. I can't stop doing it. But when you deal with addictions, when you deal with accusations, criticisms, Thought finding judging when we get into page 125 uh, uh, t- uh chapter 20 demon groupings listen all that we, we we're winding this thing down when we get into this you're going to find out that the demons are going to respond to you in a different way why because you're not uh, you're not operating in the ignorant way that you used to operate in you're not just excuse me saying that i I, I plead the blood of the the same uh god that that Paul pleaded, that pastor pleaded, that my grandmother pleaded, but you are operating in knowledge. When you start to deal with accusations, when you start to deal with addictive and compulsive affections, when you start dealing with bitterness, and let me tell you something, that bitterness one is huge, but you're going to start to deal with what I like to call patterns. These, these things got patterns in them. So, again, we're going to take all the knowledge that we've done. And I pray to God, I'm telling you. And, 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 and uh, Pastor Grayton, when he, when he preached uh, the other night uh, during my 10th anniversary, very, very powerful word. And when he started talking about these groups of people and people that are around you and they're at the game, but they're not at the game to be in the game. I pray to God that that spirit is not on anyone on this call. And thank God for all the folks that are on the call. You come on there late, but you're on the call. And I thank God for you. But I pray to God that you're not just listening and saying that was a good word and you're not activating what you're hearing. I pray to God that it is opening up your understanding and you're able to see that, guess what, what I've been dealing with is a demonic influence. And what I've been dealing with is this criticism and fault-finding and judging. You're judging. If you're judging, guess what? This is a demonic presence in your life, and you need to deal with it. And if you're ever going to get delivered, if you're ever going to see God move in your life like you really, I pray to God that's your desire. I pray to God that he uses me like I use a remote control. I've actually prayed that prayer before. God, pick me up and use me like I use a remote control. I want to be, listen, everything I say, everything I think, and everything I do, I want it led by the Holy Spirit. I relinquish, watch this, I relinquish my authority over my own life. Uh, 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 William McDowell said, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. How many times does it say it in that song? That's how many times we pray that prayer. I give myself away. I'm no longer a judger. I'm no longer fault-finding everything. You got a problem with this. You got a problem with that. Listen, when I bring it up, I'm trying to help you to do better. If I bring it up, listen, I'm trying to see you do something better for God. Thank you, God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, searching our minds, searching our hearts. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you bring it to the forefront of our mind by the power of your Holy Spirit. Everything that we've done that hinders us from being delivered, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that each person on this call would agree to be delivered right now in the name of Jesus that would agree to experience this deliverance ministry. Father, I pray that you search our minds and search our hearts. Everything that hinders us, bring it to our remembrance. If it doesn't come to our remembrance, God, we pray that you will forgive us for any unconfessed sin. Pray right now in the name of Jesus. If we have not confessed it and asked your forgiveness, we do it now. And we ask that you would forgive us and wash us and cleanse us. Lord, if we have done done something wrong to someone and we have never asked them to forgive us, we ask right now, God, that you would forgive us. If they're dead and gone on from this world, we pray, oh God, that you would release us from that sin, from that wrong. God, our desire is to be free in you. Our desire is that our spirit man might be cleansed from everything that's unlike you. God, we pray that you would wash us right now and forgive us. Then we pray in the name of Jesus that the life that we have led, if it was not pleasing, if we have done wrong, oh God, as we had already confessed you as our Lord and Savior and still walked in sin, God, we ask that you would forgive us, that today we renew and we rededicate ourselves to you, that we might be a force to be reckoned with in the spirit by the power of your spirit. Forgive us, oh God. We plead the blood of Jesus, thank you, God, over our lives. We realize and recognize that it cleanses us and redeems us and justifies and sanctifies us in the name of Jesus. Set us aside that we might be used by you. We claim the promises of God that we are the head and not the tail. We claim the promises of God that old things are passed away and behold, all things will become new. We claim the promises of God that we are blessed as we go out and we are blessed as we come in. We are blessed in our storehouse. We claim the promises of God, that we are more than conquerors in him, in Christ Jesus. We renounce everything and every work of Satan that we have ever done, knowingly and unknowingly. We renounce it right now in the name of Jesus. And we command every evil spirit that's been assigned to our lives to leave right now in Jesus' name. We count ourselves free in Jesus' name. We count ourselves victors over every evil spirit in Jesus' name. We thank you for deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks to God. God bless you. I'm telling you. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Our God is awesome. I pray to God that you share this call. Share this particular day with folks. I believe folks, when they listen to it, they're going to get delivered in the name of Jesus. Thank you all. Please continue to share it. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for your deliverance in Jesus' name. Go with God. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Plus